Hello, everybody, and welcome back after a long time to the Free Thought Project podcast. This is John Vibes. I'm joined today by Matt Savoy and Jason Bassler. We were supposed to talk to John McAfee today, but apparently he has the flu. So we're going to talk about another flu, the coronavirus that has been all over the news and uh, some possible implications of what's going on and possible deeper story that the mainstream media has been covering a little bit, but we don't think really giving enough attention to. How are you guys doing today? Great, man. It's great to, uh, to have you back on the podcast, Vibes. It's, um, we've been missing you over here. We just did a, a, a podcast about two weeks ago for the first time in eight months. It got exciting. We, we, got, we scheduled John McAfee to come on here, and um, like you said, he, he just kind of, they just emailed us about 20 minutes before we were supposed to start the podcast and said that he has the flu. And uh, so we wanted to keep doing it anyway. We, we got in the mode to do podcasts, so we're going we're gonna to do a podcast here, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Same. Looking, uh, looking forward to that. A little disappointed. I think uh, we were all looking forward to this, all shifted around our schedules a bit. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I guess we'll have to check his Twitter account and hunt him down and see if he's really sick or not. Well, yeah, he didn't look sick when he was eating strawberries and shooting whipped cream into his mouth 16 hours ago on his Twitter. But <laughs> it's all right. We, we, we forgive you, McAfee, and um, we'll, we, we plan on rescheduling for the 17th of February uh, for 10 a.m. So put it on your calendars. Um, there should be quite an interesting podcast coming out from us that day. Yeah, that'll definitely be a good one. I, I mean, in the meantime, um, I am really scared of anybody who has the flu right now. Maybe all the news has gotten to me, but um, at first I wasn't too worried about it. I thought it was just like another one of these Ebola hypes, you know, that the media throws around where um, they just try to get clicks and and ratings and get everybody all hyped up for a minute but it seems like it's it's way more serious than initially anticipated and i think that there's definitely a massive cover-up going on in china which the mainstream media now agrees to they're not only scrubbing information from the internet that is different from what they're trying to put out to the public but they're also arresting people for making these posts. So there's definitely something going on and we're we're going to get a little bit more into that, but right now the situation seems to be fully um or at least most of the deaths or the vast majority of them are in China and there are other cases being reported outside of China, but most of those people are from that area. Uh still there's a whole lot of disputes about where it came from. Originally they were saying it was some kind of animal in this seafood market that where they have some pretty, um, I guess, medieval practices, I guess you could say. Um, and, you know, that is always possible, but there's also this level four bio lab that just opened recently about 20 miles away from this meat market where they said, or seafood market or whatever it is that they said, 
uh, it originated at. So there's just a whole lot of sketchy things going on about this situation. Right. This uh, this bio lab is crazy. It's a it's a biosafety level four lab, which is um, is is one of the top ratings for like deadly diseases and pathogens that that scientists work with. And this was opened in 2017, and now it's actually being touted by others in the media uh, to be able to be the only lab that can actually safely handle the new coronavirus. So it's just a, it's a really strange coincidence that this lab opened up two years ago, and then now it's, you know, it's being touted as the only place that could handle it. But maybe, maybe what a lot of people are saying is that this could be the, the origin of the actual outbreak because maybe these people were studying it or 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 growing it or cultivating it to or maybe for completely legitimate purposes and maybe it, it escaped and now they're trying to put a lid on it. And yeah, like you said, they're they're arresting people in China. There's there's been uh, tens of millions of people, like 15 cities, I believe, have been put on lockdown in that country because of this this virus outbreak, which is. It's, it's pretty massive, you know, and they're, they're, the estimates of the outbreak are they're, they're estimating that the outbreak is, is far greater than the number of people that they've counted infected so far because most people don't exhibit symptoms um, until a, a week or two after they've actually contracted the virus. So, yeah, this is some some pretty crazy shit. I was uh, I wasn't you know, I was I was just like you vibes. I was thinking that this was like just another one of the hyped up media circuses around some kind of uh you know outbreak or whatever but it appears that it it looks a little bit more than that and when you look at the uh when you look at the fact that there's i know this is put your tinfoil hats on but bill and melinda gates fund a company that is actually (laughs) owns a patent on one of the coronaviruses now it's i know that it it sounds crazy but this is this is true um it's a, an association called the Perbright Institute that is uh, majorly funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation that actually has an entire department that studies uh, coronaviruses. Now, I mean, yeah, that's tenfoldly enough. But, I mean, if you look at the, what a, a coronavirus actually is, it's um, they're, they're quite common. In fact, everybody um, in the world will no, more than likely be infected with a coronavirus at some point in their life, and they'll just have regular symptoms like sneezing and coughing and nothing to worry about, you know. But this one is, uh, and those all those different v- strands of viruses are actually named, and, you know, they're documented. This one now is like a, it's an unknown one. So they've never seen it before, which is uh, what's what's scary about it. And that's not the this is this unknown one was not the one that was patented by the Perbright Institute, but it uh, it was just a you know something worthy to point out that they were at, you know that this biotech company actually owns a patent on the outbreak which is happening right now, and it happens to be funded by Bill and Melinda Gates. Yeah, and that will certainly raise some red flags to our conspiracy theorist friends. I must say I'm still a little skeptical. I mean, uh, we just put out a meme a couple days ago kind of calling out the fear campaign, you know, because back in 2003, we all heard about SARS. That was supposed to be kind of the big epidemic outbreak. 2005 was the bird flu. Uh, Somewhere in between the bird flu and Ebola. In 2014, there was the swine flu. Uh, 2016, we had Zika. You know, last year they're hyping... Uh, measles. So for me, I don't know, it's it's hard to really get on board with the whole fear campaign, but it it is certainly interesting. And 
actually pretty concerning that they have locked down uh, so many citizens in, in China in so many different cities. Uh, it looks like right now, uh, as of six hours ago, BBC News is reporting that the death toll has rose to 81 people in China. Um, and it looks like there is, as of last night, according to NBC News, five cases confirmed in the U.S. so far. So will that affect you, your friends, your family? It's probably highly unlikely. This does get out of hand, of course. I'm not saying that there isn't a possibility of that, but it does seem to me, as Vibes was saying earlier, that this is just more um, fear-mongering by the media. It does get clicks. It does get views. So, you know, of course, this is a big story. It is a big story, but this is also something that all the media organizations are going to focus on because they can, because they know this is going to draw in viewers. So, I don't know. I'm not quite convinced yet, but I guess if you guys have more information on this that seems plausible, then, you know, I'm certainly willing to hear it. Well, yeah, I, I think to some extent there is always bad stuff going on in the world. There's always people dying, and what we are focused on depends on what the media is shining the spotlight on, you Absolutely. know? Um, so, the it, it may not be the massive plague that that's going to wipe out X amount of people as a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation simulation actually did like three months ago or something with the coronavirus, which I'll maybe talk about in a minute. But the one thing that actually kind of has me uh, thinking that this is serious and concerned about it is, as you mentioned, the just like unprecedented scale of this quarantine. I've read a whole bunch of articles saying that um, nothing has ever happened like this as far as this quarantine in modern times. And the whole situation of how this developed is really pretty crazy because they're saying that the first cases go back to at least December 1st, but I think that they probably went back farther from what I read because the way that this is happening is you know, the first cases that got came, that came in were getting misdiagnosed as something else because they didn't even know that this thing existed. And it wasn't until it was, like, already spreading pretty hardcore that they actually started to um, identify it and classify it and say that there was a problem. And the media initially in China, which is government-run, they were like, oh, it's not a big deal, it's just some something that's coming from the animals at this market. Don't eat the animals from this market. It's not transmitting human to human. It's uh, not really a big deal. Nobody has to worry about this. And meanwhile, through the month of December, uh, you know, things actually did start to get pretty serious in the city of Wuhan. A lot of people got sick. But um, the criteria that the Chinese government was using to classify these things like as a confirmed case or a suspected case like they weren't counting suspected cases and they were only um, counting the most obvious of confirmed cases and there were some uh, cases where I read through uh, BBC or Guardian or one of those international sources that there were family members of people who had died of this thing that they know it was this thing and they said that they only put acute pneumonia or something like that on the death certificate so the person was not counted as a confirmed case and you know you wonder how many times that happened so then over the month of december they're trying to get a hold on it and then 
once we roll into January is when they start set, when they start admitting that something is going on um, that is serious, but then they were still trying to downplay it. And then out of nowhere, um, you know, in mid-January, about a week ago, uh, maybe a little bit longer, it's all of a sudden, holy shit, we need to put 35 million people on lockdown or more at this point. At first, it started out with the uh, 11 million uh, people in Wuhan, um, 5 million of which escaped before they put that order in. And, you know, then they're just this massive scale of, of locking down the whole country at this point and checking every single person's temperature who leaves. Um, so that definitely has me thinking that like they messed up something somewhere. Um, they, like, they obviously are trying to cover it up. Like if this was a, and this is me just speculating here, but if this was like a natural disease, I feel like it would have went a little bit differently with how they reported it. And, you know, there were situations where they were studying the SARS um, disease or illness or virus or whatever it is in a different facility in Beijing, and it escaped from that facility, I think, like three different times, and they had to get a handle on it. So, in general, these labs are super, super dangerous, and it's even controversial to have them here in the U.S. and in in Canada where they do. Um, In general, experts are divided about whether these things should even exist in the world. And in China, they don't have a particularly good track record with keeping that stuff where it's supposed to be. So, yeah, I think that that is definitely kind of a concern. There's, yeah, I I agree. And there's there's all these videos now surfacing. All you have to do is search Twitter for coronavirus, and um, you'll see there's people waiting in line at these hospitals in Wuhan, and they're like, they're literally falling to the ground collapsing you know there's there's and i thought this was just like some hype but there just there appears to be more and more videos coming up of this exact same thing and and pictures of of dead bodies which i mean yes you got to take this you know with with your skeptic glasses on but there's a lot of them and the a lot of these people a lot of these videos are being banned on chinese social media and people being arrested like vibe said earlier and also like the lockdowns that they're doing in these cities they're not just telling people to stay home they're actually arresting people if they, they, they get caught out in public with uh, without having like the proper face mask on or anything like that. And, and they can't even buy the face mask because there was like a run on on these, you know, these breathe these these masks that cover your face. So there's no more left in store. So people can't even buy them. So they're getting arrested for being un- unable to purchase these masks. And it's not just China. You know, there's there's newscasts all over the country of different quarantine teams that are going on airlines like in Italy and France and England and the United States and they're they're literally going from from passenger to passenger with a thermal scan thermometer and putting it on their forehead you know to see if they have fever and if they have fever then they're detained and they have they can't fly and they have to um, you know they have to be diagnosed before they can move on and so I know this is this is definitely like a safe way to to go about it you know to make sure that it doesn't spread anymore but I think that this is a little bit more than just you know than than the hype. I think that uh, there might be something might there might be something serious to it. And I mean I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. But it just looks like there's you know they didn't take this this type of world action when we had the measles hype last year or even you know Ebola. They didn't take this kind of uh, these type of precautionary measures. This is like this seems to be unprecedented. So 
apparently it's either like it's either really serious and they're and you know we're not getting the whole story or they're doing a good job at you know trying to suppress it and let it not spread so hopefully it's uh hopefully it's not serious at all and and you know i mean i I think that it's good not to let people fly if they're infected with this. You know, uh, I, I don't think that it's 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 within libertarian values to not spread diseases. You know, and in, and in, in, so it's it's that's doing harm if you if you fly to a different country and you're infected with a communicable disease that could potentially wipe out millions of people. So uh, it's it's a sketchy subject, but I mean it's or you know it's a gray area subject that a lot of people can debate about. But I personally don't agree with allowing infected people who could spread a, a major disease, you know, wipe out entire populations. I don't, I don't think that they should be able to freely travel. Sure. I think uh, most people would probably agree with that. And uh, yeah, you heard it here, guys. Uh, go ahead and get your masks now, just in case the same thing <laughs> happens over here. Uh, it, there's nothing, uh, you know, wrong with being a bit of a prepper. Yeah, I guess according to the CDC, you know, our, our loving, honest friends over at the CDC, as of right now, this isn't a global epidemic, but I actually did just find an article from Stat News, which I'm not even sure, I don't think I've heard of that before, uh, from yesterday saying, uh, containing, this is the headline, containing new coronavirus may not be feasible, experts say, as they warn of a possible sustained global spread. And it looks like they interviewed um, a doctor here, Toronto-based infectious disease specialist. And he says, the more we learn about it, the greater the possibility it is for transmission. And that will not be able to be controlled with public health measures. So I guess that is a little more concerning. Of course, I haven't fact-checked this or verified uh, that information yet. But just kind of searching around here, that's uh, definitely concerning. Yeah, I mean, the thing that is super sketchy about it is that the incubation period is extremely long. So people could, um, they could be infected for two weeks and not know it and not even show symptoms and be spreading it to, like, everybody. And they did um, some kind of, I, I saw a tweet from some kind of Harvard uh, alumni scientist that studies this kind of stuff and he did some kind of model like based on how many people left the uh, the country and I think there was another one that was even done by a, a Canadian AI program if you look up like how AI predicted the Wuhan virus you'll see something on it and it basically calculated the uh, just scale of how many people travel you know from especially from these areas and around the world and if this thing has been going down you know for the past two months and we're just to find out about it and people had this incubation period of two weeks and they're flying all over the world mm -hmm. then we're already seeing like it could be anywhere like yesterday it was 50 deaths or uh something like that and now today it's 80 all of a sudden and this isn't i don't think this is just necessarily because that's those are the actual numbers and it jumped 30 overnight i'm just thinking that more people are actually being correctly diagnosed and stuff uh so many of these numbers that we get as statistics like we forget like how much reporting is involved and we deal with this with police killings all the time you know um there are so many crimes on, on the part of police that aren't counted as such or that are considered something different when uh if you would actually 
report the real numbers of police killings, it would be far higher. And I think we're dealing with a similar situation here. So check this out, guys. Reading further into that article from Stat News, um, it says the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation actually announced that it's donating $10 million to the response to the virus. Um, half that money will be given to Chinese groups to help them containment efforts. Another half will be given to the African Center for Disease Control to fund its efforts to help African countries prepare and cope with the new infection. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they've been funding the study of this pathogen for, for apparently a decade or so with the Perbright Institute, so, which was in chickens. You know, so the, the, <clears throat> the patent that you'll see, uh, I think like a, a doctor on Twitter first tweeted that and got the conversation that Dr. Shiva, I had... Duray, something like that. I can't, I can't say his last name. A y y a d u r a i. He tweeted that the coronavirus patent is owned by Perbite Institute, which is uh, they totally do. You can verify this on Google. Uh, they they actually own several different um, coronavirus patents, and uh, in the U.S. and in England. But these are you know this is not a secret. They they talk about this openly on their website and. Um, there, these patents, I did a, a little digging cause we were going to, we were going to write an article on this, but, uh, after I, you know, after I realized, like I even reached out to the Perbright Institute to get comment. And these were these patents that they have on these <clears throat> specific coronaviruses are for chickens. And, um, which is what they're saying happened in Wuhan is that it jumped from this, you know, either a chicken or another na- animal in that market and then into humans. <clears throat> but yeah, they were they've been studying these chicken viruses, and so, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates they they've been funding this institute to be studying this uh, the coronaviruses for years, and um, and but this was they weren't studying it at all for human um, interaction. They were studying it uh, from what I read to for to help out like agricultural farms where they're growing these chickens, and then like the chicken the chickens will develop a coronavirus and, and it could wipe out their entire stock. So that's why they're they're studying this to to try to prevent that. But yeah, it's all the different connections and everything, and um, and those patents is definitely crazy, and, and especially with Bill and Melinda Gates involved, you know, with the uh, with everything that they've been involved in with like funding geoengineering at Harvard, and um, I mean, but this is what billionaire control freaks do, right? They try to control the world around them so they can assert their influence over everything that they think is correct and then they're just i guess that's what they're doing but uh still scary nonetheless just on the flip side of that though uh bill and melinda gates have also tried to bring about some uh positive technology um for the world like clean water systems and whatnot for developing countries like specifically africa I think it's easy to just find like one specific person that, you know, we all want to demonize. And of course, like there are some nefarious things that he's been involved with, especially including some of the vaccine work that he's done. But, uh, you know, on the flip side, it looks like he has actually used his wealth for the positive too, in, in some ways. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I should have mentioned that. And the, that it's, I was actually, uh, it was, it was heartening to hear that he was putting in these clean water systems and everything. Cause for years it was just devoted to vaccination and, um, you know, right. all the studies show that, uh, that clean water and access to, to, um, like good plumbing and, and good sewage systems is, 
is a far greater deterrent for disease than than um, than vaccination because it, you know you, a cleaner environment, less disease will thrive. So um, right. that that was it's a it's a it's a highly effective deterrent for disease is 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 clean water and sewage systems. And yeah, when he did that, I, I applauded it for sure. But yeah, back to the uh, coronavirus, man. It's um, it, it it's up in the air right now. I don't know what to believe or you know what not to believe, but. If on social media and, and, you know, and you're seeing these arrests and you're seeing people banned from China's social media networks for posting these videos, they're definitely trying. Chinese government is definitely trying to keep something from getting out and they're not doing a very good job at it because these videos are finding their way to Twitter and um, after being posted on social media. And these people, they're risking like to post these videos, they're risking like imprisonment, you know, and potential death. So to they're not starting hoaxes is what i'm saying you know if they're not risking being locked in a cage and having their their organs harvested or being put in a concentration camp where they have to make christmas lights to to you know to start a viral hoax these people are getting this information they're risking their lives to get these videos and information out so that's just one thing that you know you should take when you go and look at some of these videos from china yeah, I guess the the real question is how long until uh, Facebook and Twitter start banning <laughs> these videos and the people posting them. We, we certainly know firsthand how much they uh, like their censorship. So, um, you know, hopefully that isn't the case. And, and I was going to say to, you know, God bless uh, social media so we can keep on top of these stories like this because unfortunately you know being at the mercy of mainstream media we really never know what to think and as i mentioned earlier you know they have incentive to uh, work their fear campaigns for higher ratings so i feel and now i may be a little bit of paranoid because of all the things that we've experienced in the past but i feel like um around the time that the chinese government was trying to cover this up when the story was initially starting to get out to the world I honestly feel like there was shadow banning going on on both Facebook and Twitter because, once again, I have no proof for this, but it just seemed like the way the traffic was going. And then all of a sudden there was like, when it was okay, when the Chinese government was admitting things, the floodgates opened on social media with the information. But it was all this weird, different kind of information like, oh, it's, it's bat soup. No, it's snakes. Oh no, it's it's from this market that we made sure that we immediately sanitized so we can't um find any evidence for. And you know, I, I I've seen definitely videos of people being carried around in plastic tubes and stuff by cops and medical crews. You know, this is stuff that's escaped on social media, but it's it's been hard to find some of this stuff until recently, and I think that some of these extra footage that you're talking about that's escaping is coming out because some of these shadow bans have been lifted. Now, that's just me with my paranoid mindset because of what we've dealt with with social media, but I don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility because we saw what happened with Hong Kong, where um, Hong Kong was definitely, the protests were shadow banned on social media for a really long time until it finally got out. And then... Um, they were using their corporate influence to ban people from, uh, like, professional uh, esports gamers who were trying to talk about Hong Kong during their broadcasts or NBA players who would wear something supporting Hong Kong. So they definitely are able to influence these Western corporations to kind of keep silent about things. So I wouldn't put it past them in this situation either. Right. And they, I mean, these governments and 
they have a, the history of doing this, you know, of covering these things up and, and suppressing the information. Uh, in fact, in 2003, um, when, like Jason said earlier, when SARS was, was, there was a SARS outbreak, China was doing the exact same thing. They were, they were suppressing this information. They were arresting people who were reporting on it, including, you know, renowned journalists. And they were throwing anybody in jail and who criticized the government's response or tried to get the information out about it. So, uh, luckily, SARS, you know, it only killed, um, I mean, like five or 600 people or something like this. But, uh, I mean, I say only. Um, compared to the world population, that's absolutely, you know, minuscule. But um, it wasn't as big of a deal as we thought, you know. But hopefully that's the same case here. But, what we're, you know, what we're seeing is a similar response from government in, in covering that up and, and, and suppressing that information. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I think it was 800. I was just reading an article uh, that mentioned SARS. And it was like 800 people who died. And of course, they all had friends and family. And each of their deaths, you know, are certainly important. Uh, we're not trying to downplay right. that at all. But I think Matt summed it up perfectly. You know, within the the world population, that's that's not much. And I just wanted to also put a disclaimer in. You know, um, always use a discernment. You know, I was just praising social media. Um, but of course, you know, there are people out there, uh, bad actors who will find a video of somebody just falling down and then title it, put it out as, you know, this is something that's happening because of the coronavirus and it will get tons of views and tons of clicks. So people unfortunately do have incentive in the social media realm as well to be dishonest and put out misinformation as we know. So, you know, you can never necessarily trust either or, I mean, you always have to use your discernment. You always have to come. Uh, to the table with different sides of uh, information, different perspectives, and kind of figure out what makes the most sense to you. And um, speaking of shadow banning vibes, uh, I don't even think I've mentioned it to you yet, but uh, I actually have two different responses from Facebook actually admitting that they have throttled and shadow banned my account, uh, which is crazy. Just recently, Facebook allowed people to start getting uh, support for their groups and pages. So I've been taking advantage of that. And I noticed um, around uh, mid-December that our group, my posts in the groups, uh, in our group, the Free Thought Project group, was not reaching many people at all. It didn't seem right to me. I, I know our audience. I know what they resonate with. So I reached out to Facebook, and it took uh, about eight or nine different exchanges but I finally got a response back to them where they say, quote, uh, our technical team has finished reviewing the case and informed me that they have restored normal functionality to your account. So that, that's happened twice now that I've had to reach out to them. And just this morning, I had to reach out to them again and uh, try to get some more answers because I noticed it happened again. And unfortunately, with all their faulty algorithms and uh, poorly coded AI, what happens is sometimes things get flagged and it puts a throttle or a shadow ban on your entire account. So if you're posting on a page or a group or your personal account, your reach is going to be limited. So I know for a while there was some question about that and people would speculate and say, man, I'm being shadow banned. And, you know, nobody would really believe them. Most, more, most people just thought, you know, they're posting shitty content or whatever and not getting much engagement. But I actually have proof now that this is something that they engage in. And I know you were speaking on a different context, but this is at least proof that goes to show that they're not just even outright banning or blocking people now from uh, posting. It's They'll actually put a throttle 
so your reach is limited. So it doesn't matter how many fans you have. You know, it doesn't matter how big your group or page is. It it they have ways of suppressing this information if they want to. If if you're a, somebody who has um, you know, a strike against your account, pretty crazy. Yeah, I agree, man. And that's that's the problem. And the it's the two faceted love hate relationship we have with these censored social media platforms, man. Absolutely, and you know that's all the more reason for us to go over to different social media platforms like Minds, like MeWe, like Float.app. All those are going to be way more friendly uh, to our message, to the type of information that we're putting out there. And I feel like a broken record that I repeat this so often, you know, but we're posting over there, guys. Like all of our content is going up on these different platforms on a daily basis. It's just you guys that need to transition over there. And I get it. Like Facebook has tons of features. They're highly valuable to us in a lot of ways, but the way that they run their business and and the platform itself is a total nightmare for anybody who's really trying to get past the establishment approved information and, and media narratives. Yeah, man. So that's, that's the importance of social media. You know, that's why we're having this conversation today is because of social media. We're, we're talking about all these things that have to do with the coronavirus that you're not going to see on CNN. You're not going to see on MSN. And no, we're not, we're not claiming we have the answers. We're just having a, a, a conversation that is important. You know, people are getting locked down. Towns are getting locked down. Cities are getting locked down and people are being arrested for this virus. And we just want to know what, what's going on. So we're asking questions. The, the people are the reporters all across the world. And just like with the mainstream media, there's bullshit to sift through and there's control over these networks. So that's why we're all all about moving to these other networks on on MeWe and Minds and these uncensored networks where we all exist like Jason said we exist right now. We're posting all this information on those networks. All you have to do is go out there and and search for the Free Thought Project or Police to Police on these networks and and we all have our personal profiles out there too. You know, you can follow me at Matt Agarist on Minds or John Vibes or Jason Bassler and you could you could find us out there and that's the important you know one of these days we're having this conversation now based on information on that we've obtained through facebook and twitter the mainstream sources of social media but sooner or later this is going to be this is not going to be an option you know we're going to need to be on these other uncensorable platforms so it's you know the time is now to start moving to them and, and just start using them I know it's it sucks to to go on there and not find anybody but that's because no one's on there we all go out there and and start using them from day to day, you know, and uh, just keep a tab open next to your Facebook browser or on your phone. Just use the app too. just check it, you know, uh, scroll your news feed for five minutes less one day and then go check all your other social media platforms on these uncensorable uh, outlets. And, and that's how we're going to do some change here. And on that note, I think that's a good way to wrap up this podcast here. And um, I want to remind everybody to please follow us on uh, iTunes or podcast or uh, Spotify or your favorite podcast listening app. We uh, we're on Podbean. We're on everything. And if you could just give us a review and five star rating if you like it. Um, if not, you know don't <laughs> don't give us five star, but leave a review and we'll try to improve on on what you on your constructive criticism. And uh, as always, stay free. Peace. Peace. Peace.